Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Secret Artists. My name's Annie McGrath. I'm talking to you today from the Netherlands because I'm here for TAFAF Maastricht. Very exciting. Uh, there's some Degas, some Van Goghs, some some of the best art in the world and I'm here to see it baby um but welcome to today's episode the penultimate one in series one of of this series I can't believe it this is episode number 19 of 20 and it's with Rob Orton who is so good I think he's genuinely one of my favorite people to talk to he's got such a beautiful voice and he's so articulate and poetic and has a very unique take on life and I hope you enjoy the episode I think he's absolutely brilliant also go and see him on tour he's touring uh, the time show and he's got his own podcast the Rob Orton daily podcast so listen to that um, enjoy the episode goodbye I've got my phone on airplane mode oh well done I have now as well yeah? Yeah. We're rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Are we rolling? Yeah. Do you like Limp Biscuit? Yeah, I don't mind them. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. It was a good song, though. Yeah. Really good. Is it your favourite? Uh, what? Name some other of their songs. Take a look around. How does that go? Ding, 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 oh, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Other people in the world oh. today. That one. And then Break Stuff. How does that go? <laughs> this is what the now I know why you want to break me because hey is our sipsy lately or something like that I don't really know yeah but well, I, I, saw like the, I saw them at Leeds 2000 oh really yeah it was them Rage Against the Machine killing in the name of did yeah, it did yeah, it? yeah 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 big time I'm joined today by a true artist <laughs> Rob Orton is a fantastic comedy writer, performer, poet, actor, painter and host of the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. His Edinburgh shows have been praised by the Financial Times as thought-provoking comic relief. And the Scotsman said, we need him. Mm. That's a good quote. That is a good quote, isn't it? Um, High praise indeed. You're currently touring The Time Show. I am currently touring The Time Show, yeah. Mm. Good intro. Thank you. <laughs> I'm very excited to see what you've brought. All right. Because I know you are you are a lot of people that have been on it aren't necessarily artists, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm confident in your skills because really? you had a painting in my exhibition. Yeah, that I still need to pick up. Oh, yeah, you do. Unfortunately, it, it didn't sell because we priced it at £1 million. Pounds. Yeah. Um, but that was because it was of Chris Tarrant. Yeah. It? I, the title of it was I Want to Be a Millionaire. It was very a funny. A million pound. I thought that was a good idea. Yeah. But I agreed with you. 
Um, but I think you'd have sold it probably if we'd, you think? If we'd done it. Has anyone else still got to go and pick the stuff up? Oh yeah, loads of people. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. That was a beautiful painting, by the way, the Chris Tarrant one. Thanks very much. So I've bought an object for us to draw or paint. Yeah, it's absolutely huge. Definitely the biggest box anyone has brought okay. so far. Well, there was two things that yep. was gonna, it was either this. That is beautiful. A whale? Yeah. Moby Dick? I don't know, maybe. It's great. It's, it's a sculpture. It's the first artwork anyone's brought in. Oh I shit, I didn't think about that. I just thought it, it, is, was a, well, it is a work of art, isn't it? I just thought it was a whale. It is a whale. So, I was on doing some gigs on the Isle of Wight. Mm -hmm. And um, I saw this. And I thought, yeah, I quite like that. And then I sent the picture to a girlfriend. And she said, yeah, get it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, God, it's going to be too big. <laughs> Why don't we profile the... I was going to say the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? Then we both see all of it. Yeah, good one. Yeah, I love that. God, it's amazing. I love the colour as well. What would you call that? How are we going to... Uh... Duck egg blue? Yeah, I think that was probably right. They are, That is the same colour as the... Um... The eggs in the nest I used to see at my parents' house. Ah. So how, was it expensive, the whale? It cost... Uh, uh, no, not really. No. But it was, I think it was meant to be like 150 quid. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, it is a lot of money for me, but I don't know. It was an investment. It's beautiful. And did, you, did the sort of plinth come with it? Yeah. But so when I was thinking about trying to draw it, Mm -hmm. I just thought, mm, I mean, if you painted that, or if if one painted it, I think it'd be like it'd be quite difficult to make it not look just like a blue. Yeah, paint. I'm just wondering what um, colours to put out. I'm going to start with a few shades of blue. Oh yeah, what blue is that? That's Prussian. Oh yeah, love a bit of Prussian. I used to work in an art shop, you see. Did you? Yeah. Which one? Cass Art. <gasps> I love Cass Art. Yeah. Is that a fun job? Well, I used to work in advertising mm -hmm. um, because it was nearly a perfect job for someone who likes having ideas. Yeah. But it was it was a proper it's a business advertising, and I I I struggled. And um, but then I started I did a gig and then started doing gigs on the side, and then and then um, got a job in an art shop to pay the rent, and mm -hmm. um, and then. Um, Learned a little bit about paints and stuff like that. I was yeah. I started out on the shop floor, and then was working in the stock room. Oh, cool! It was kind of yeah, it was it was great actually. But I, just I mean, it's love like any looking around art shops. It, but people can be, you know, twats. Yeah. <laughs> did you get a lot yeah. of sort of pretentious questions? Well, yeah, I did. Worst and, customer experience. Um, I was standing at the till and a guy came behind the till and started pushing me into the corner. What? Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then he was pushing me and then luckily, I don't know, he must have had second thoughts and then left. That's, I mean, not what I expected you to say. That's no. I, I thought it was going to be someone just no, asking it was, something it was obnoxious. On, no, it was on Berwick Street in Soho, so a few like inebriated people and there was a lot of uh, shoplifting and... Oh, right. 
but um that shut down i think that castle. no oh it's still there i think so oh good maybe, maybe it isn't sorry that sound is the paint for the listener um right i've put out a um but yeah this all this is i think i stopped working there in 2012 and the price difference in say like that system three paint mm. has gone up it's gone up massively yeah. I but mean, like it's an fees, expensive podcast. <laughs> fees for gigs don't seem to have risen too much. No, which That's is true. We should take that up with. We I should. Don't, don't know who. I'm going to use pencil. The comedy gods. Yeah, pencils. The pencils are in there. All right. Um, so I've put out a yellow okra, sap green, the Prussian blue I mentioned earlier. Cerulean. How do you pronounce that? Cerulean blue. Yeah. And Cere- I don't know. Burnt sienna. Just gonna put out some white. Yeah. What else? Maybe we need a bit of red. Do you think? Maybe. Depends. Crimson. I'm just thinking about this sort of. It does look wooden to me, but that like brownie colour. Yeah. Oh, can't get it out. But um, no, it's good. The good thing about it being in Soho was that there was some. You just get some famous people in there. Buying their art supplies. Yeah. Who's the most famous person you served? Uh, I sold Vickery some spray paint ones. Oh, cool. I'm going to use a pencil. I think I'm going to use a pencil too, now that I've put out all that paint. Yeah, well, it's you good to get the outline, for the sound effects. Yeah, they're quite good today, actually. Have you ever worked in an arts gallery? No, never. I wouldn't recommend it. Have you? Yeah. Where? Um, Fitzrovia. Oh yeah. So near Soho. What was that like? It's very stressful. Um, we used to have because most people. This is a big generalization. Most people who work in contemporary art galleries tend to be sort of young girls getting into the arts. Right. And we'd have men who would come in on motorbikes with uh, bike helmets, and they'd steal the laptops because generally oh, in shit, galleries really? there's just like one person on the desk. Right. Um, so a lot of that sort of thing. Flip. Luckily, I wasn't actually working when that happened. Were you? I was one of the people with the bicycle helmets. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a superficial old world, isn't it? It is. I'm worried the paper's not big enough. Have you got any bigger paper? I think we need it, don't we? What about this? Yeah, I think we should use some of that. Have you got I a might favorite? just draw the tail. Mmm. Or something. Have I got a what? So what? Were you like putting on exhibitions? Yeah, so selling artworks, you know, doing private views, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Art fairs. All the art. How stuff. long did you work in there for then? Um, six months. <laughs> oh, did you? But it felt like a lifetime. Right. Um. Well, it's quite hard to get the whole length of it. Yeah. It's not going to be easy, this. No, it's a very good choice, can I just say. But it's going to be, yeah, I think, I mean, it was in hindsight. Do you know what? It was either this. Mm. Last night I thought, what am I going, what am I going to use? Mm. Um, and I thought, right, it'll either be this. Or I was going to bring the, in 2013, mm-hmm. I won the Dave Joke of the Fringe thing. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Gonna, thanks very Sorry. much. And I was going to bring the elephant. Uh, that says Dave on it. Both good choices. Um, I like the be, way. Not because I'm like massively proud of that, but um, it, be. it, you know, it's an elephant, so I, <laughs> I kind of wanted to bring an animal. 
Yeah. But that was a weird day. Um, yeah, did your Twitter go mad? It did, yeah. They don't they don't really advertise that. Um, that you get that amount of um, abuse. Yeah, what was the level? Because I once got eighth best joke of the fringe. Um, and I got a few. I got someone telling me the joke was elitist. Elite? What was the joke? The joke was... Don't you hate it when people assume that you're rich because you sound posh and went to a private school and have loads of money? <laughs> and it sort of works. It like, does work, written, it? written down, it's, it's always different written down, isn't it, to when you perform it, but people have always got opinions on those sorts of things. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and also you don't ask to be included, it just sort of... Yeah, no, it's, it's it bonkers, isn't it? Yeah. What was your joke that won? Um, I heard a rumour Cadbury's release of an oriental chocolate bar could be a Chinese whisper, right? Nice. Well. What did people, what did they say about it? Well, it was funny because I was doing it, it was, what, when was that, 2013, and I was, I was, um, I was um, doing a gig in uh, one of Ivor Dembina's gigs. Oh, yeah. Trying to get people to come to my show that was in the Banshee Labyrinth, and it was just a, like a, a spot. And I think there was there was a yeah I think there was about ten or twelve people there, but one of them was Bruce Dassault, mm-hmm. and um, comedy critic, comedy critic, and uh, he I told that joke, and um, he I don't know he seemed to like it, and then he he, he was also scouting for jokes that year. <laughs> what a weird job. And yeah, but no, it was you know it's I'm not I'm not I'm not unthankful for it by any by any means. What was the ratio of uh, people enjoying it to abuse online? Um, ooh, well, stuff like that. I mean, it's... I might have to get another bit. Have you got another bit of paper there? Yeah, yeah. Loads of it. Thank you. Um, it was it was pretty, pretty, pretty abuse-heavy, really. But, um, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You've got that colour. That's pretty, I'm quite pretty happy bang with on that, there, actually. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well done. I mean, you can use it if you like. I've mixed a bit of cerulean blue. Yeah. Cadmium yellow, I think that is. Yeah. And titanium white. Wow. And, yeah, it's pretty bloody spot on, actually. It is. I've started with the paint. I sort of did the outline in pencil and thought, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to go straight in. I think that's um, whenever I see paintings and you know of like plants or something like that, mm. and they've got the colours so right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that it takes a lot of skill to paint the thing, but mixing the colours is a massive skill in itself, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. It was a pretty intense day that because I I got up and was just having to do a lot of radio. Mm-hmm. And uh, went on like Scottish TV and. Did you find that mad. people who hadn't been in Edinburgh were sort of congratulating you? Oh, big time! Yeah. Because I found when I got back from the fringe, obviously you've done a month of shows and you feel sort of quite pleased with yourself. But not pleased with, I mean, mixed feelings, obviously. But yeah. you feel like you've sort of endured quite an intense month, and then suddenly you get back and people are like, "Oh, congratulations on your joke!" Totally, yeah. You know, like, I've spent a month writing a show, but. You've made it sound like I've written one. <laughs> well, it's funny that, isn't it? I think that sometimes um, 
if you can give um, stuff like that, it's maybe easy for people to kind of grab onto and go, oh, right, yeah, that that that's something. Yeah, oh, you're doing well because you, you want to joke. Not to do a disservice to your achievement. Yeah. But, um... but I was doing a show about the sky that year and people would start coming to the Chinese whisper joke and it wasn't actually in the show. <laughs> Did you add it in just to give the people what they wanted? Nah. Quite uh, funny to go to see a joke like, like going to see a favourite song by a band. Going I bet to... some people do. Yeah, probably. Do you have a favourite joke? Of yours? No. Um, <laughs> anyway, imagine. <laughs> what's your favourite <laughs> of my jokes? <laughs> just going into, hey, uh, so what's your favourite joke? What? What, in general? No, mine, obviously. <laughs> yeah. You got me on the podcast. What's your favourite <laughs> of my jokes? I don't know if I have a favourite joke. I don't really necessarily think of comedy like that. No. Do you have one? Well, I didn't do that to set this up, but um, <laughs> the... Um, um, Bob Einstein, Marty Funkhauser in Curb. Mm-hmm. Um, he told some absolutely banging ones on I just I think whenever he gets the opportunity I saw him on Comedians Getting Cars Getting Coffee mm-hmm. and uh, maybe it's best if people just look it up but I mean there's just he's just got some absolutely dynamite ones I just wish that I could I wish that I could write I can't write jokes like maybe like one every four years or something well that's enough if you're winning awards for them <laughs> They, come they take four years to write. <laughs> but it's just, I always get like one end of it. Say like the um, the setup or something. Or, oh, mm. that's a good idea. I always have like, oh, that's a good idea for a joke. Yeah. But I never actually, or very rarely can I do the joke. I think, do you think it's a different discipline writing sort of short jokes? I, I think it probably definitely is, yeah. Um, and just being able, because, you know, there's loads of funny ideas knocking about. I think the thing was, is that when that, when that Chinese whisper one, everyone was just saying, uh, I thought of that. Well, not me, like, they, they would get on to me on Twitter and say, I think you'll find that's my joke. And the thing Yeah, is, that happens every time, I think, with the Dave joke. Yeah, but I think the thing is, is that there's so many, you know, it, it's just words, isn't it? And people are going to put these things together mm-hmm. all the time. And it, it it's... There's no way that you can kind of claim anything. It's just maybe sometimes who might get there first or yeah, something like that. Like, you know, that, that thing with um, Jamie Vardy's, what's her name, Rebecca Vardy when yeah. that kicked off. And then it that was quite, because it was on Twitter, mm-hmm. it, there was proof of who thought of that Wagatha Christie. But yeah, it's all there's you know, there's only a limited limited amount of words in the world and in the English language and you know, people just put them together. Mm. And uh Have you ever had someone take a joke of yours? Duh. <laughs> no. I don't think so. Have you? I uh I've had a, that tweet I did about spinach, Gosh. people sort of would copy. Oh yeah, that was brilliant, isn't it? People would like use the photo and write a different caption, but yeah. sort of crop my Twitter handle out of it, which I thought was weird because I understand the thing with like words, how you can come up with the same ideas. But when I 
Like you've literally taken the photo that that's my kitchen table. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, that's looking really Gotta good, that Annie. I think you've you've oh, clearly, do you you've been doing a lot of painting recently, haven't you? <laughs> Thanks. I've got the wood colour a bit wrong nah. there. That's it. You're, it's like this is it. It's like doing gigs. You've got to be match fit. <laughs> and I haven't done any of this drawing. But I love that you've you're using two bits of paper stuck together. It's ambitious. You're a conceptual well, I could, man. I couldn't. Um, it wouldn't fit on. I think I've probably shortened the body a bit too much. Hard to get the whole. I think I need an eraser. Have you got a favourite artist, Rob? Um, I always get a lot of enjoyment from looking at uh, Francis Bacon's oh, yeah. paintings. I love Francis Bacon. Um, I think that I love his um, interviews as well. Mm. The way that he talks about life in general and um, how we... Um, just kind of wanted to be thrown in a drain in a when he died you know just put him in a carrier bag and throw him in the side of the road and just because he just like his body's not worth anything anymore and just that thing of saying how he just wants to live and i love like he's completely fascinated with the mouth mm. and like the colors of it and like the shine of it and uh all that he really goes into goes just goes off on one really and uh yeah i think i think he's i think, he's, I, I think it's just it just so widely kind of um a lot yeah i think he inspired a lot of people didn't he and definitely but um i love his sort of quite grotesque portraits where yeah, the face all... is just like blurred you yeah. can see the sort of smudges of the paint yeah, brilliant teeth a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, the saw the Anthony Gormley exhibition. Oh yeah. At the Royal Academy, that was the last one that I really um, loved. Mm -hmm. I thought it was brilliant, and um, I think it was just it was this room where he'd got I don't know how many kilometers of I think it was like aluminium, mm -hmm. and uh, just let it unfurl in this room so it went right up to the walls i think there was like miles of it and uh it made me think of um i mean i, I love travel on trains quite a lot for mm -hmm. doing gigs and um uh, there's always so much pipe like in in just in the world you know all like when you're driving down a motorway yeah and there, there's so much of just these pipes that like meters and meters and miles and miles and miles and miles of pipes it's like that was all made in a factory and uh and i just a lot of the time when i see art or something i think oh that'd be massive if it was in um in a gallery well no like in the, in a house you know right, like if yeah. if you put any say like if you're at glastonbury or something and you see a flag in the greenfields that's probably as you know as big as a lot of people's living rooms, and I just mm -hmm. like the scale of what he did in that in that gallery. I thought was brilliant. Mm. I've been enjoying your Instagrams of different sort of empty train carriages. Oh, have you? Yeah, I saw an, I saw another one today. Well, I got the tube, so 
So another train today. That was <laughs> pretty good. Um, but I realised that um, the numbers are also on the side of the carriage on the outside. Oh, right. So I was... Tell you what, tra- I was travelling on the 51571 today. Oh. It was all right. It's yeah. pretty decent. What was your favourite um, train to have travelled on? Um, Do you note down all the numbers? I've just started. I just tried, basically, I'm just trying to make things more interesting for myself. Does that make you a train spotter or are you, would you not go? Uh, tube, tube spotter, maybe. Tube spotter. <laughs> you never see him, do you? No. People on the side of the, on the platform were writing down the numbers. I, had a, I, I had actually di- saw someone at Finchley Central the other day taking a photo of a train. Oh, did you? And I thought, what are you up to? <laughs> I had an idea once for a thing I wrote about someone being a car spotter standing on the side of the motorway writing down number plates, <laughs> but never seen him. Never seen him. <laughs> like just been just loving the uh, loving cars so much that you write yeah. them all down. Must be people that do that for every mode of transport. Do you reckon? Yeah. Have you got a favourite artist? I guess people have spoken to you about that a lot on the podcast. Uh, a little bit. I usually say Peter Doig because I do love his stuff. What's his second name? Doig. Doig. Oh, yeah. Doig. Doig. That's a great second name. D O I G. Oh. Um, I also like. There's a guy called Tom Hammock, who fuck actually just like quite, artists with good names, don't yeah, you? Quite similar to Peter Doig, sort of magical landscapes with figures. Oh really? Slightly like desolate. What like drawings? No paintings. I think oil or maybe acrylic actually. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, I love a good, good use of paint. Jenny Savile as well, one of my favorites. Thick, colorful, painty, but a bit dark as well. Yeah. I'd say your style is quite dark. Like even your portrait of Chris Tarrant. Oh yeah. There was like a real bleakness to it, I thought. Yeah. You use very um beautiful colours, like lots of nice pinks and whites. Mm. But I thought it looked quite sad, like um Yeah. No, maybe that's uh, just me reading into no, it. No, I think it's probably right. I mean it's uh Is it intentional? Not really, no. Um, I just that seems to be that's. I think a lot of the time in in the like live shows that I've been doing, I tried to um, 
put some positivity into it mm-hmm. and uh, try and a make myself feel better about being alive. And then if I can do that, then you know, I'm halfway there, really. But I remember one time, I don't really do very many drugs. I've never done very many drugs, but um, one time I was at university and uh, there was um, some shops just just along from the halls of residence, and you could get uh, magic mushrooms mm-hmm. from the shop. They yeah. were legal. And um, we got these like Mexican truffle things that came in um, almost like a a drug canister right. or like like a medical thing, like something that would be in one of Damien Hurst's things. Yeah. And um, and uh, yeah, we took them all, like took them all, which was probably a bad idea. Yeah. And um, I was I was absolutely. First of all, I didn't know what was happening. Then I was laughing so much. And um, and then I went into my bedroom and looked at my notebooks. Mm. And I thought, oh, my God, they're all so sad. Why is that? Why is it so bleak? Like, why, why are you just looking at the, at the dark side so much? Mm. And, um, you know, there was quite a lot of aggression in there as well. And, that's interesting. What's so you had that revelation like whilst you were high? Uh, well, maybe a little bit, and but I've, you know I've never done any, anything like that since. But it was a bit of a bit of a like arrow to the head, really. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think we'll go back to the the painting thing. You should have seen the one I did of uh, Anthony Warrell Thompson. That <laughs> that was dark. Really? I'd love to see. It. I did one of Deborah Meaden as well. Why are you? It's, a celebrity is generally your muse, or well, um, once I did. Uh, thing is, I always, when I started doing them, I, I, I think I did about four or five, and then I said, put on Facebook. I put them up on Facebook, and it was like, right, I'm taking requests now, everyone, mm-hmm. and um, I had this big idea that. Before the end of the year, I'd have like 500 portraits of uh, celebrities and mm-hmm. I'd be able to do my own show. Um, but it never came about, really. And I was thinking about that on the way here, actually, of um, why why did that kind of slip or a lot of my artistic uh, ideas that I have, like... I'll do it for a bit and then stop, which is why I'm kind of pleased that I've stuck with doing these themed shows that I've been doing. Mm. Um, because it's done, I've done like, this will be the, I'm just doing the ninth one now for the ninth year in a row and that's like, I'm pleased that I've committed. It's your ninth stand-up show? Yeah. Wow, that's very impressive. Um... And which do you find more useful as a creative outlet, painting or writing or performing? What do you think those? I think they. I think they do different things to me. Like the other day, I don't know why I had a really. I had a really. Um, I think I'd just come back from Bristol from doing some gigs that I'd really enjoyed, and then a couple of days later, I just felt really, really, really flat and. Um, mm-hmm. I had a day where I was just um, listening to the, I thought, I've listened to the Velvet Underground a a little bit, Mm -hmm. 
like a few other albums, but I've never like properly got stuck in for a whole day. So I just did that, put put the Velvet Underground, and then made some posters to try to sell at these gigs I just did in Cardiff, mm. which was there's a line in the show about the watch is the wristband to the festival of punctuality. Mm-hmm. So I've got like a drew round my hand and then painted it and then did like some some writing on it and I made loads of them and listened to the Velvet Underground and just doing that I wasn't having to have any ideas or anything and mm. it just I was just so relaxing and I just felt so far away from um like having to having to think about my new show or yeah anything like that I think I think that the actual like act of putting paint to paper or pencil to paper or can be really um I don't know, it's like running or something like that. Mm. I found myself talking a little bit about running recently, but then I've seen a couple of sketches and bits in sitcoms where they're taking the piss out of people who are talking about the fact that they've just started yeah. running. Yeah. And I thought, oh, God, I, I, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, I heard a bit about running as well. It is, I think art is sort of similar to exercising. Like it does, it can lift your mood like nothing else, I think. And as you say, like I do find it a good distraction. Yeah. It can be a good stress reliever. Well, I think if you're just doing it for your for your um self, you know, it's um where and you don't I don't have to think about um what anyone's gonna think about it. Hmm. Singer songwriter Jeffrey Lewis and I love his stuff and um I was listening to an interview with him recently and he was saying that he just wants to try to impress himself mm-hmm. with the work that he does. Yeah. And I definitely feel like that. And I think that's how everyone, you know, surely that's the sign of if you've had a if you've had an idea and you're impressed by your own creation. I love that when when you have an idea and you're like you you wake up in the morning and then you remember that you had that idea and you, oh yeah I I I thought of that yeah it's a real buzz I think you've got to think that what you're doing is good but I think there is an element of it can't just be for you well if you're doing it professionally it can't just be for yourself can it no so no, no exactly yeah yeah which can be frustrating I always remember I mean this is a bit blue this bit and I try not to swear but I remember one of my friends asked me once he said um, how's the new show going and I said well I like it and he said well I like wanking but I don't get paid for it (laughs) and that just kind it's always stuck with me that yeah that's quite a good analogy because it's I'm like yeah people are gonna hopefully people will pay to come and so you've got to do, do, you know, have them in mind a little bit. Um, that was your wank show, wasn't it? The wank show, yeah. <laughs> I've got all that, the shit show. <laughs> Time, sky, <laughs> hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'll do, just be like, yeah, go into that. Oh no, the eye here is going to end up on the, um, where the two bits of paper meet. Oh, nightmare. Uh, that is a nightmare. Yeah, I've sort of, I don't love the eye that I've done, but there we go. So do you run a lot? 
Um, well, I was running just before Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, started. I was just driving myself mad by not getting any, any exercise. And you know that period after Edinburgh when um, there's kind of uh, not much. You've got to... There's not much happening and I'm always absolutely drained after it. After, yeah, after, it feels like a massive anticlimax sometimes. Yeah, and the, just the month of the adrenaline just kind of keeps me going uh, for a certain amount of time and then it just drops me like a stone mm -hmm. and um, I, uh, I'm like, whoa, God, right. And it, it's, a, it's a physical thing. Mm. Um, I was doing all right. I was running around Victoria Park and it was okay. And then I stopped for Christmas Mm -hmm. And uh, and then I started again, and uh, all my legs kind of seized up. All of them. All all <laughs> all two of my legs seized up. Yeah. Oh no! What? So you've not done it since? Well, just just my knees were really hurting, and um, I kind of thought, well, I'm going on quite a big, well, not a massive tour, but big for me. So I thought, well, I don't I don't want to like really screw my knees up. Yeah. So I just thought I'll give it a bit of a rest. Well, how about you? Do you do exercise? Yeah, I'm doing a half marathon soon. So oh, yeah. So I've been trying to do some longer runs. Right. I sometimes do the park run. You oh, do you? Have done that? No. It's like a 5K right. that they do around the UK. Yeah. Actually, I think it's worldwide, but it's organised by volunteers. Yeah, great. There's one of them in Victoria Park, actually. Yeah, it's quite good because they time you and it, there's like loads of people, so it's quite supportive and it's at nine, so you just get it done nine in the morning nine a.m on a saturday right so that's you sort of the setback for me because i hate getting up in the morning but does it set you up for the saturday then yeah it really does because by 9 25 if if you've done it by then it, mm. you're set for the day 9 20 what you're running 5k in 25 minutes my pb rob is 22 29 really <laughs> yeah but that out. was like a year ago i don't know i've not actually i need to do it again that's quick thanks well it's you it's not a compliment, that. it's a fact. <laughs> Isn't it? That's all right, yeah. That is quick. Do you know what I did it in? What? Three quarters of an hour. 45? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that is 5k round the... Uh, yeah, like, but that's not for the park run, is it? That's just you by yourself? Yeah, yeah, but I was taking yeah. it as, as seriously. <laughs> no, you definitely would do it quicker. Because when, when you're racing against other people... Are you a competitive person? <laughs> I don't know. Good question. Um, I think the adrenaline... I think I'm, I'm quite competitive with myself. Mm. I, I was never... I always... The sports I liked as a child were fishing and golf, which are next to each other in the Argos catalogue. <laughs> so I think that's why I like them. But Both no, quite solo activities. Exactly, yeah. I was never much of a... I, didn't, I don't like the pressure of being part of a, a team and like letting people down right. I, I like it when there's, there's only me who I can let down really um, interesting so that's why you do stand up maybe I mean God knows what it must be like if you're part of a um, I don't think I could do that if I was part of a double act mm. well you've done that haven't you yeah what was it. that like it was great yeah didn't you have any nights where like either you or Jack would like get it wrong and you'd really get cross with each other. Well, I mean, there were definitely nights where one of us would get it wrong, but 
it was luckily the style we did it was very loosely sketch comedy but it was sort of like stand-up so we would both be able to talk to the audience and we kept it very loose right. so if anything went wrong we oh, and then i guess the positives crazy. massively outweigh the negatives of it yeah i think so having not done sketch for ages because i've been doing stand-up shows yeah i did a there was a um sort of sketch night at vaults the other day where you sort of swap around sketch groups and it's a competition you've each got to do like 10 minutes great and it's just so relaxing being on stage with other people even though obviously in a way when the when you get laughs it's more satisfying when you're by yourself but mm. there is something very nice about sharing well the glory and the uh <laughs> the pain yeah. Yeah. when you're with other people I think it's well you must find on tour it can get quite lonely can't it oh uh, yeah it's 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 well, it's one of the m most difficult things when when you finish the show and um especially if it's been really good and you have and, no one to share it with yeah and everyone goes downstairs and they're like they're having a beer and uh it's like ah oh, crap <laughs> But, but you know that's it's all part of the it's all part of the job, and I guess it's I should just be pleased that I'm getting to do it. But I think the only reason that I, I don't know it's not you know you started doing it in 2012, doing the solo shows, and you know obviously no one was coming, but I worked flipping hard mm -hmm. to try and build up any type of audience. It's great. Now you're touring your own show. Yeah, but I mean, it's just remind it, yourself what you've achieved. Yeah, but. but I think even then, it's just you just never know what's going to happen. Like I did one in Southend, and it was the first night of the of the tour, and you know, it was on a Saturday night, and there was people in there who who would just obviously said, "Is there any comedy on?" Oh yeah, there's someone at, in the studio, and they expect Let's a certain go. thing. Well. That's it's my fault because it's listed as comedy. So if they come expecting comedy, you know, I'm kind of doing them a disservice, really. But well, what you do is comedy, but there's obviously different types, and it's well, like the... you wouldn't just be like, "Oh, is there music on? Great, I like music." Exactly. Like there's different kinds of comedy. I think there's an idea that it'll all be, oh yeah, they'll pick on us, and we'll have a laugh about our mate Gary, who's a bit of a prick. And uh, but, but that that's yeah. My heart does sink when I see people who are on the front row, like bracing for combat. Mm. And you, I just come on and I'm like, okay, let's see how this goes. What is art? Uh, for me, art is um, anything that doesn't exist until you do it mm. yourself. So anything that um, only exists because you've decided that it's going to exist, whether it be like, I don't know. I know you can't, maybe you can't call a salad art, but you could do. I think that, I think what annoys me is that anyone who thinks that they know um, what is and isn't, or someone who someone who tries to, know something about creativity when really everyone's just trying to have a bit of a go, you know? Mm. 
and like reviewers well maybe but I, you know I've kind of come come to peace with re- reviewers I know that they have got to make a living and so, you know people need to know maybe what they're going to see I think you know, do you think it, they're important for I th- art I think that I think that it can be good for like big West End shows yeah say like if you've got some people coming down from York and they want to and they're going to be paying 70 quid for a ticket they want to know what it is they want to know what it is and I think if uh, if a reviewer's been and has seen loads and loads of um, West End shows over the years mm-hmm. um then, then that's that's totally valid. That, mm-hmm. but uh, there's other times when you're like, ah, come on, give me a break. I'm doing a work in progress at Latitude Festival, and you're <laughs> reviewing it and telling me a new one. I don't think that's very fair. <laughs> Sounds very specific. <laughs> <laughs> devoid um, of devoid devoid of all points of meaning. <laughs> that was, yeah, pretty pretty tight. That I thought. <laughs> That's me. I like how on your website you've got a praise and criticism page. Well, I think it's it's, For it's important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you ever pretended to like art, like to impress someone, or um, were you quite honest about what you like? Yeah, I think I I um, tried to be. I think that you're always going to get found out, aren't you? Mm. If you start to try to be like an expert in something. So if I'm having a conversation with someone who might know more about like poetry or art than me, mm. then I just try to be interested, you know? Yeah. And um, let them, let people say what they want to say and be, be try and be a student of it. And uh, I, I think that I'm just interested in the way that things make me feel. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I'm not really interested in like, I know that some people will say about, say like the Rothko pictures in the, in the Tate and they mean this and they mean that, but yeah, it's just an opinion. No one really, it's, you know, people can, if they knew him and they were talking to him and then and he told them, right, this is what this is and I want you to feel this then. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what makes really good. Like my favorite, one of my favorite things is mishearing people and um, mm-hmm. taking taking that. I'm like, did you say that? And like, no, I'm like, oh, well, I've just got this from it. So <laughs> thanks very much. And, um, I love that, and just I just feel like that's the whole thing with art. It's just that it's all up for grabs, and um, that it should you should you should be able to just pick up a pen and a pencil and be able to do something, and and then it exists. Yeah, great. And if you don't like it, right, move on to the next thing, and then do something else, and then do other things, and then just keep trying to keep going and keep going and keep going, and um, don't. Um, be mean and just flip in, do your, do your thing. And mm. I think it's all the same for me, like art, music, writing, poetry. So when people, when kids are at school and they get taught what poetry is and they, they say, oh no, right. So it's got to rhyme and do this and mm. do that. Like I've had some bad experiences of people trying to tell me what my, my stuff is and isn't and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I'm just like, ah, come on. Because when you, when you, when you when I start thinking about dying and not being here anymore, and like the worst thing that you could do is compromise, so that like I always think about having an interview after um, being dead, and someone saying to you, "So what did you think about life then?" 
And you'd be like, yeah, it was all right, you know. And then someone, then they go, all right, thanks. And then you go, actually, no, hold on. I've got a bit more to say about it than that. And mm-hmm. and then you go, right, well, what do I think about it? What do I, and, and it, 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 I love thinking about that. And, and just think about, you know, life and death and just flipping, trying to engage with it and mm. stop. Because I think the thing is with like a lot of, um, a lot of because we're so used to being our bodies and I'm used to having my hands and my feet and it's easy to stop stop thinking about them and then just try I just try to shape basically with everything I'm doing at the moment just trying to shape myself into keeping on giving a shit you know mm. and not not getting tired of 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 it so when you you know travel to a part of London and that you've never been to, and then you draw in a whale for an <laughs> hour. You know, it's like brilliant. <laughs> you feel alive. Well, great. Yeah. What yeah. days? It's Thursday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I was at school and someone said to me, "So this is what you're going to be doing when you're <laughs> on a Thursday afternoon," like you won't be at school anymore. You'd be, but you'd be doing this. I'd be like, "All right, brilliant, great." And then they'd say, "Well, yeah, but." Uh, in order to do this, you're going to have to do this. I'd be like, oh, well, that sounds like a bit of a, that seems like it's going to be quite a lot of effort, actually, mm-hmm. of um, going up to Edinburgh and no one coming to your shows and then and then doing it and just keeping on doing it and doing it and doing it. But mm. all the artists and big, but I, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because like when Picasso was doing his portraits when he was younger, yeah, when he was like 11 or something, he was doing art that's as good as anything, you know, or like, the portraits he was doing as good as like the classic people were doing mm-hmm. like just amazing stuff and then he just like threw it all out the window like now I'm going to do this mm. whatever that means I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore Annie. do you know what it's good to one of the favourite things about drawing this has been the fact that I've just been thinking quite a lot about whales <laughs> and uh, just the because I love it. one of my favourite TV moments ever was that in Blue Planet when it started and David Attenborough was talking when it was like a overhead shot of a blue whale and it's like, and now we see the blue whale and his heart is as big as a mini and his tail is as and you can swim down its blood vessels and you're like, oh my god. Yeah, even hearing that, it's still impossible to comprehend. Yeah, totally. That was a good impression, by the way. Nah. Yeah, it was. Conceptual or realism? Uh, uh, (laughs) I think realism. Impressionism or expressionism? Expressionism. Straight lines or curves? Uh, Curves. Portrait or landscape? Ooh, landscape. Oil or watercolour? Uh, oil. Looking at art alone or with other people? Oh, that's difficult, isn't it? Mm. I think you'd probably have to say other people. <laughs> am, I, are you, am, I, am I allowed to elaborate on these answers? Yeah, please. I just think, I just think that it's good being on a ga- in a gallery on your own, but, you know, like when... 
the person you with if they go and then like they go off to into another room yeah and then you meet up with them that's always a good moment isn't yeah it? that's good you've sort of been to see other pictures but you're in the same place yeah 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 and then yeah the debrief exactly talk about or think about art uh th- probably think about our films art yeah can you separate the art from the artist um, yes. You can. You can. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way you say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> I, th- I think you can. I think that, the, you know, some of the some of the work of people that I really like have done some, like, quite questionable things, but mm-hmm. I still like the work. Tortured artist or rational shop salesperson? Um... What do you mean? <laughs> um, which do you prefer? Nah, do you know? It's a it's like phrasing like God never gives with both hands, but um, probably probably tortured. It's worth it <laughs> for the for the glimmers of light that come through. Mm. Looking at a painting close up or far away. <laughs> uh close up private view or view of privates uh, probably view of privates no pri- both <laughs> both at the same time uh, painting from life landscape or still life uh, life is what you do art uh, yeah I'm going to say it is First kiss. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What do people say to that? Um, Mixture of things. (laughs) Some people answer it. I'll Uh, tell you if you want. Oh, yeah, go on. It's interesting because she is now my dentist. (laughs) I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah, it's crazy. Hair or dreams? Dreams. Time or sleep? Time. Whale or whales? <laughs> that is difficult because I've just come back from there. And I love whales. Um, you know what? I'm going to say whales is in the country. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. Dicks or pussies? I think uh, pussies, in it? I mean, that's fucking bizarre. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, look at that. Yours is great. Yours is great. Very good, aren't well, Mine's a bit flat, actually, now that I look at it. Um, this is great. Commitment, 10. You've committed so much to the length of the body yeah. that um, you've used more more bits of paper. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't gonna, I didn't think I'd be able to... Um, I think with a bit more... Uh, time and then you just kind of like zoom in on it a bit more yeah i like that the sort of perspective how you've gone bigger on the head so it's like it's sort of coming towards you um te- i gone haven't finished <laughs> technique i think is good i like how that you've you've stuck with the pencil and you've got the different marks the sort of roughness of the brownie woody bit and then the spots which i was trying to do as well which i found quite difficult yeah. um 
you've gone darker, shading up the body. Yeah. I think you could have done with a bit more time to get the real shading <laughs> in. I'm going to give you eight for technique. So okay. an overall A, I think. Eight out of ten and a ten out of ten. You'd pass your GCSE with that, wouldn't you? Yeah. I really like it. You need to sign it as well. Okay. I think that was when I was at the peak and my power was actually GCSE. Really? Yeah. Do I get to critique yours now? Yeah, yeah, please. What what the what the uh Commitment, technique and a final overall grade. Commitment. Well yeah, I do mean you've really I think you've really committed to uh the colours and I tell you what, um I think the commitment is uh ten. Oh, Thanks. I think because, well, no, I, I really like it. I, 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 my favourite thing about it is the colour mm. and the shape of the tail. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, thanks. I, I struggled a bit with the tail. So um, really but true. do you know what I think the best bit is? What? The technique used when applying the like coppery colour. Oh, yeah. You know what I used? What? This brush that goes around in like a spiky sphere yeah fan brush isn't it fan brush yeah someone's worked at an art shop yeah that really helped getting the stripy lines of the material yeah it's really really done yeah. wonders that that brush really saved me actually um but has... you know that's the thing about you know when you because when you first put that on i guess you didn't know it was going to work as well as that did you no but then i saw it and i if anything probably overused it mm. <laughs> so yeah tens all around for me thanks mate my pleasure um, this has been great thank you so much my pleasure thanks for having me what a lovely boy follow him on Instagram and Twitter he's at Rob Orton uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter secret at secret art pod to see photos of our brilliant artworks and I'm on Twitter at Annie McTweet and Instagram at art for my art. Um, thanks to everyone who came to see me at Soho Theatre and Vaults. I'm doing the Glasgow Fringe, for God's sake, uh, on the 15th of March. So plenty of tickets for that. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. Um, thanks for listening. Looking forward to seeing you. Doesn't feel like the right word. Um, looking forward to talking at you next week for our final episode and OMG, what a guest we've got. Goodbye. Secret Artists is a Turtle Canyon comedy production for Acast. Music by Alistair Clayton. Quickfire Round Music by Steve Dunn. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.